Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pixelist Podcast, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. And we need like some air horns or like yeah. a drum roll or something because today we are actually talking about a video game. So. Is this our first video game to talk about on the channel? It might be at least our first like video that that's we're only talking about that because we've had some videos on Games Done Quick, which I, that, I guess that doesn't right. really apply. But then I'm trying to think if if we've had anything other than that. I don't. I think for we now we just say all the nerdy things we like mm -hmm. to enjoy, right? Um, but I think previously we would say like games, movies, you know, shows, yeah. and then we would you know the running joke would be we never talked about any games ever. <laughs> yeah. um, I think this might be the first time. Yeah. And how appropriate that it's the genre, it's the game series that started it all, years of disappointment from our parents <laughs> as we <laughs> became gamers, uh, a little Diablo 4. Yep, exactly. Which, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I think we should give a, a quick a history with the game from us. Uh, not that you pretty much already said it, but uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Diablo four because it just had its uh, two consecutive weekends of their um, of their beta, which the the last one was an open beta. The one before that was a little bit more exclusive. Um, so we're going to be sharing our thought. We don't really have like a, a planned you know syllabus for this yeah. talk here, but we figured we would share our thoughts for those of you that were maybe wondering about the game, thinking about picking it up or maybe played it yourself. Um, yeah and but yeah we played diablo 2 pretty heavily for years uh we didn't really play diablo 3 i, I don't want to speak for you i think but i think we were both pretty disappointed mm -hmm. in diablo 3 yeah um played it for a time and then moved on uh, and then i've occasionally gone back to it um outside of that i guess between the two of us i've continued to be pretty consistent in the arpg genre um, having played Path of Exile for thousands of hours uh, for years now, uh, definitely kind of, in my mind, one of the best ARPGs of all time uh, and free to play. So yeah. um, very complex of a game, too, which can be a turnoff for people. But um, so that's kind of a little bit of the background. I think both of us want this game to be good. However, I think today we'll be talking about first impressions and ultimately, are we going to play it? So, Will, yeah. my friend, maybe <laughs> should we start off with impressions from the beta? Yes. Let me give a, a tiny bit more of a of a a little <clears throat> groundwork laying, just so people know where we're both coming from. Um, like Blake mentioned, our kind of brief history with that. Uh, that's basically the same for me too. I love Path of Exile. Uh, haven't played it as much, but that Path of Exile was the real Diablo three for me. Yeah. And you um, actually did play it a ton. I I, I wasn't fair to you because I forgot you played it a ton with me in the earlier life cycle of the game. Yeah, and I'm. Well, I guess I guess okay. I'll, I'll save that for a bit later. But yeah. Uh, but what I did want to say is that as far as um, the exposure to the beta, uh, Blake played both weekends. I only got to play the most recent weekend, and I really only got to play one like good day of it uh although i did play two days total but um so anyway i'm just laying that groundwork to say that blake got to see much more of the game and really kind of flesh it out more than i did but i did put in probably like six to eight hours worth so i feel like i have a, a nice little perspective but you're definitely going to have the the better deeper perspective so i yeah, just wanted got, to lay that down for people you got a character to 25 too so yeah. I mean, you've, you played like the full breadth of a class um, and again, sorry that we keep like use even more foundation or framework for what we're talking about. <laughs> if you are more casual and you weren't really familiar with what was happening, this was the game has six acts. It was the act one beta up to level 25, uh, level cap being 50, I think. Um, and then there, it unlocks like the Paragon in game leveling system, which has, okay. um, I think 120 points to it, um, or something like that. But um, it's been similarly analogous, I guess, to level 100 in Diablo 2, because there is like a cap, unlike Diablo 3, which can go on and on forever. But 
that's my last <laughs> framework disclaimer. <laughs> Do you have anything else? <laughs> no, I think I think that's it. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Well, let's let's talk. Let's talk just general impressions, and then maybe we can move on to like high points, then low points, concerns, whatever, and then ultimately maybe will we play it? Will we buy it? So okay. Um, general impressions, my friend. General impressions. Okay. Yeah. How? Because I know I know I don't want to get into the the weeds on certain things yet. So I would just say that like I had fun. Like I enjoyed my time with the beta and. Uh, you know, like you already mentioned, D2 was kind of our first gaming addiction love. So like it it, it had a lot of like nostalgia, even though it's a brand new game um, in that way for me of kind of scratching that itch. Uh, so had fun, liked it. Um, I do have my my concerns and criticisms, though, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know if we're if we're. I say just free flow, you know, and yeah, just okay. share what you want and we'll just we'll just we'll check every box before we're done today. All right. And so, so had a good time. I think it'd be really fun to play with friends. Um, I'm still not entirely sure if I'll get it, but that's less related to the quality of my experience and more related to stuff with Blizzard and just sure. how much money it might be. But we'll talk more about that specifically later. You have issues with, with Blizzard, the bastion of <laughs> all things noble in the corporate world. <laughs> yeah. But what about so, you? Uh, I played it and I, I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. Um, Diablo three, I could almost kind of remember the first time we played it. Cause I think we played it together. I'm um, sure. And it, it just didn't seem to ping very well. Um, I don't know if it was like the atmosphere or the aesthetic and I don't want to get too in the weeds on like what Diablo three did wrong. Cause I think, for a decade plus game now, um, which is crazy. I think that's been beat to death, Mm -hmm. but I will say this very much felt like a Diablo game. Um, Very much like a Diablo game. I thought the music was terrific. The atmosphere of it was really great. Um, And I, I will definitely play it since I played the early access weekend um, that confirmed that um, I felt like I had put my money in the right place. Um, and in my case, I was able to use my wow gold to, to pay for most of it. So, oh, really? That's uh, cool. Yeah. Cause you can port wow gold over to the Battle.net balance, which then you can use for oh. Battle.net games. Um, so for me, the price point wasn't as painful, but I definitely can see that being an issue, especially when you start getting in the conversation of conversions to other currencies. Um, I know it's extremely expensive. I don't know if it's worth the price point. Knowing that Path of Exile, how addicting and deep that game is and how much development it gets, yeah. being entirely free to play every future league. I mean, they just announced their Crucible League. Um, every league season is free to play. Um, so it's it's a bit of an interesting contrast, I think, in terms of price point. Um, Anyway, there's more I could say, but generally I had a great time um, and it felt like I was playing Diablo. So, yeah, I will say and I mean, obviously take everything with a grain of salt in that this was just a beta. So I'm I'm not ready to like make sweeping statements, but this felt a lot like like we already mentioned Diablo three wasn't really Diablo three for me. Path of Exile was like Diablo three was a big disappointment. This beta felt way more in line with being a sequel to Diablo two. Uh, so I thought it would like, I guess I'm just agreeing with you. Basically it, it felt like Diablo to me where Diablo three didn't. So I give it points for that. Um, yeah. And yeah. All right. Where do we go from yeah. here? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess since we kind of just talked about it, uh, just I go ahead and talk about the the monetary aspects of it, I guess, just to, yeah. since you kind yeah. of briefly brought it up, because pa- the comparison to Path of Exile, which I don't want to do like the whole time, because I I do think they're kind of going for different niches. Like they're both ARPGs, but I feel like they're pretty different, which maybe we could talk about that a little bit later. But um, <clears throat> it's hard not to make the comparison when, like right. you just mentioned, this there's this really deep 
ARPG that is completely free. And the only stuff you have to buy are, are purely cosmetic. Right. Um, compare that to Diablo four, which is a $70 just base. So that's like the mm-hmm. same amount as, you know, like the highest premium AAA games, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying Diablo like four is yeah. these days now, which I'm not saying D four isn't like <clears throat> of that caliber necessarily, but like, you know, most PC games are like 50 bucks these days. So mm-hmm. we're already chalking $20 on top of that. And then they have battle passes on top of right. that, which is $20, which those are going to be cosmetic, at least I assume. Um, So you don't have to buy that. But I, I was looking at like the infographic and it said the battle pass for season one and it had these dates and it was one month. So I don't I don't want to like extrapolate too much from that. But if they're going to do a battle pass every month, that's twenty dollars, which may not be the case. But if so, that's ridiculous. And again, you don't have to buy the battle pass. But I know that like if I were to get into this game hardcore, I'm the type of player that like would want to get the battle pass. Um, Let's let's call it what it is. That's insane. You know, what I'm saying like if it is every 30 days, it's too much. It's way too much. Yeah. Which, which hopefully it doesn't, but... And I think, unfortunately, we're both in a place where our all-time trust in Blizzard is at, like, an absolute low. Like, having discovered... I mean, this is... We're probably preaching to the choir, you guys who you've enjoyed Blizzard games in the past. Um, knowing old Blizzard versus today's Blizzard, which is very yeah. corporate, very profit-oriented. Um, yeah, I hope that is not the case. And I am probably, and I've said this in our WhatsApp conversations, I'm about 70-30 believing Blizzard's going to ruin this in some way. (laughs) 70%, 30%, you know, the shred of hope in me, desperately trying to believe that this pans out to be an amazing game. But I don't know. Yeah, so it's just tough. And then who knows what microtransactions are going to be added beyond that because they're going to have other microtransactions beyond the battle pass. Like they're going to have like single purchase things. I'm certainly almost. Um, yeah. Probably like kind of like when wow added the mount shop or yeah. Um, which if you're hanging with us and this feels very negative, hang in there. Cause we yeah. will we'll bounce this out later in the conversation, but yeah. I feel like this is the biggest um, what's the elephant in the room mm-hmm. uh, with this game is blizzard. Just, I feel like this is unbiased to say as someone who, plays blizzard games heavily like playing classic wow right now playing retail um they simply do not make games like they used to and i think that's fair to say considering that the most recent game releases overwatch 2 and diablo immortal neither of which these are the only two games in like the last seven years that have been released neither of which have been that impressive in fact diablo immortal being extremely panned uh, extremely despised by the greater you know gaming community for its monetization practices um it's hard to have hope in diablo 4 it really is yeah and to that point uh the monetization of diablo immortal terrifies me i don't know if they've really commented i'm sure they haven't I'm sure even if they plan on doing anything like that, they haven't commented on it because they don't want people to know that, but maybe they're not, maybe all the cosmetic or maybe all the monetization will be purely cosmetic. Um, but you know, in, in immortal, it was like one of the most, uh, what's like not toxic, but well, one of those monetized. Yeah. Like one of the most aggressively, like, you know, anti-consumer models for monetization. Um, Whale-targeted so, game. Yeah. They went whale hunting, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, but kind of all that, what might they do aside, at least we're talking $70 game, $20 battle pass that we don't know the frequency at which that battle pass will refresh. But, you know, we probably, and then and then um, expansions on top of that that you're going to have to buy. Right. Which is just, it's a lot of money. And if you compare it to something like Path of Exile, which is free, and it's a deeper game, if I'm allowed to okay. say that, and it is probably going to be a, a longer game in the sense of, if you compare it like axe to axe, 
Um, so it's just it's just hard to warrant that steep of an investment. But that's like one of my biggest uh, cons, if you will, which really yeah. is nothing to do with the game itself. Um, it's Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, and they have to make money. Like, I get that. At the, you know, it's not like, well, you're just complaining because, you know, you're you can't afford it or something. But um, you, there's other ways to make money. And I don't want to point to Path, Path of Exile every time. But like, again, they put it out all for free. And I'm pretty sure they're printing money with their MTX yeah. model. So yeah, th- there's making, other ways to do it. Yeah. yeah, they're making a lot of money. It's it's a weird time without like getting too like weirdly like talking about our culture today but um we're in a time of record-breaking profits for businesses that are like soaring up their margins while delivering less and less so i i think i think if you guys are listening and you're apprehensive i think that that is well warranted uh and that's not to bash the game individually in terms of like the developers who've worked on it but it would be dishonest for us i think to be like full trust let's go yeah. you know so i think it's worth mentioning all that for sure and i'm glad i'm glad you brought up kind of the elephant in the room so yeah so i i do have some <laughs> some cons of the game that we'll get into um but that that definitely for me is the biggest is the biggest yeah. thing is the monetization stuff well let's 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 bring it back up a little bit let's talk um some of the high points from the beta so yeah. you played a sorcerer up I to did. level 25 you beat act one mm-hmm. um what what were the high points the things that were most fun to you yeah so the high points is pretty much something blizzard always does well and that's just like the general polish um the music the yeah. the the atmosphere the ambience the the graphics were really good um better than i i thought they would be <clears throat> it was cool to kind of get more of a I don't know if gritty is the right word, but and Diablo two is so old. The graphics are so bad that it's kind of hard to like go back and compare it now. But for the time, I felt like Diablo two was kind of like gritty. And like, I was like, you know, in this like kind of rough and tumble, dirty, like, you know, world where D three was kind of more cartoony. Um, Yeah. So I liked the return to kind of the, the darker aesthetic, if you will. Um, but yeah, just the music, um, like I said, just the atmosphere that the game creates. I feel like those are that, that's something Blizzard always does well, like across any game, just, you know, the, the crisp animations and designs. Um, that was probably my, my favorite thing. Um, Mm -hmm. did you like the sorcerer or the sorceress? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, uh, it was fun. It, it it took me back to my D two sorceress back in the day. Um, I not that I want to launch into to something else yet, but I will say that um, the I was a little underwhelmed with the skill tree just in general, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe yeah. that's from playing Path of Exile. Um, right. But it just felt real simple, and uh, but we can't see the the whatever the other trees called Aragon board. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's kind of too early to like make a judgment on that i think because i feel like you would need to to look at the whole picture um but yeah i had fun uh with the sorceress it was cool to you know mess around with the abilities i uh i didn't get too much time to like try too many different builds so i really only tried one um so i didn't even really get to you know fully experience it but I, yeah i did enjoy uh my my frost build as it were yeah, a little uh, frozen orb action. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> and uh, this this kind of slots into what I was already saying about like the polish being there. But I gotta give a special shout out to just the cinematics. Like, awesome. Like we we you and I have talked about this a bunch, but Blizzard is just so good at their cinematics and in all their like dating back to Warcraft. Um, yeah. Uh, wish they would just make a movie like that. Uh, <laughs> one of these days. Um, yeah. But, yeah. What about you? What was your like? Um, well, again, not to like keep rehashing the same thing. The sound in atmosphere, amazing. Um, graphics and that were awesome. Uh, though I've heard on console they don't look good right now. Is what someone mentioned to me was that their console did not look good at all. Um, but on PC looked good. Um, felt great. I loved like. I mean, you said it yourself. The small attention to detail, like the polish, is always there. Um, 
Path of Exile is like this amazing kid who's ugly, who you like <laughs> learn to love. And Blizzard games have like a finish to them. They have a sheen and a shine to them. Uh, don't always have the quality there, but um, it it I was very much impressed with how well the game runs. Um, though the first night of the second weekend, it it really struggled to run though. Um, other high points for me, uh, the classes feel really good. Um, and with the exception of Druid, unfortunately, um, which I've seen some people saying, even if it's terrible, I will play Druid regardless. <laughs> uh, and hats off to you. Druid felt pretty bad. Um, everything else felt really good. Um, even Barbarian, which was given, um, and for context for everyone, I played all five classes. Um, uh, to either cap or right next to the cap level cap. Um, Barbarian got a lot of criticism and I thought it felt amazing. I thought it felt really good. Um, Rogue was awesome. Um, Sorcerer and Necromancer both felt great. I went into the beta pretty sure I was going to play Sorcerer and then now I'm kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to play. Um, but probably beyond like the purview of this video to like get into like the nuance of every class, but, um, every class felt individually fun and something else you know you mentioned being underwhelmed by the skill tree um i would agree some people have jokingly called it a skill twig because uh, <laughs> it it definitely doesn't seem to have the breadth of choice that uh, and by the way i'm just going to embrace comparing to path of exile because it's this is like the most the largest competitor in my mind yeah. um opening up path of exile for that first time and seeing the skill tree um which now they just announced um for their latest league um uh skill tree portals where if you get to a certain point on the tree you can port oh, to another side of the tree that's cool um and so you're excited about it because now you're thinking like all the possibility mm-hmm. that's something that i think has been missing from a blizzard game a diablo game i think we got it back a little bit with the skill twig in that <laughs> it feels like we have a little bit more choice again and from what I've been told, even though it's underwhelming, the Paragon board is supposedly going to be that Path of Exile model of here's all the points you can go. Now, I, I don't know if that's copium, by the way. It's really yeah. hard to parse like people who played the in-game beta to know what's accurate because you have people on one camp who are like, no, when you get the Paragon boards, it's like that. You have all these options and choices and it's really fun and you get like these glyphs you put in, which are like jewels and path of exile. Um, but then I see other people being like, well, I played it and it's just like flat damage bonuses and it's really boring. Um, so who's to say what's true. Um, I will say it, I think the game has a good opportunity to be a nice middle of the road niche in terms of like complexity and depth. Um, Bottom line, you and I love Path of Exile. We love the depth of Path of Exile. Uh, But I've talked to many people who are like, I just can't get into it. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. Um, Another example would be Tarkov versus Call of Duty. I love Tarkov. I adore Tarkov, but I have a really good friend of mine who's like, dude, I just want to like load into a lobby. I don't want to look at my ammo and like, did I put the right ammo into my gun? while that's like very satisfying for me. Yeah. So I I do want to admit that I'm a bit biased towards enjoying the Path of Exile depth in that, like you mentioned at the start of our video, Diablo in its simplified form, while not being as simplified as Diablo 3, could actually be, um, could find a really strong niche. So. Yeah. Okay. Two things I want to respond to. Uh, I hope I don't forget. But the first one is regarding the Paragon tree, uh, you mentioned um, an, an in-game beta. So that was a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back uh, in uh, wintertime, December. Okay. And so were there, did, is this all like under an NDA type of thing? Because like, did yes. no one share like a screenshot of what it looked like? Okay. No, I mean, I mean, I've seen it because I... <laughs> I, I've talked to people. I've had friends who were in it who let me like join a call with them. Okay. But um, yeah, everyone was under an NDA, um, and then their their game was watermarked like with their account, and so they couldn't share without you know like sacrificing their account. Yeah. But yes, people could play um, the story 
wasn't implemented, but it was an in-game beta because it was designed to see like how do the classes feel up to level cap uh, and into the Paragon board. And that's basically what people did was they played and like killed monsters without really much, too much direction, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, I think that's accurate. I might be a little bit off, but so yeah, that happened back in November, December, um, prior to this one. Okay. So I guess you were, um, I just bring it up because you were mentioning like the, the two camps of like one person saying that the Paragon board like was nice with the depth and another group right. was saying it was not that it was simple. Um, but so we are, we don't really know, I guess at the end right. of the day. Okay. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah. And I mean, even if, even back then it was, you know, like you said, months ago, so it could even be different by now, even if we did have an idea. Uh, but so I was curious about that, but then to, to your other point about the niche that they could be carving, that that's exactly the thoughts I had when playing it is that this is, um, it's just not trying to be the same thing as path of exile. Um, right. and, I don't mean this in like a a negative way, but I kind of got the vibes of like this is baby's first ARPG. Um like it, the the Call of Duty Tarkov comparison was a good one. Like this is the Call mm -hmm. of Duty um which I think, you know, Call of Duty is a much bigger game than Tarkov. So like who's to say this isn't the way to go if you're trying to make the most successful game to make the most money. Right. Um so again, there's, I'm not saying this is a negative thing, but I would prefer it being more like Path of Exile. So, um, right. yeah, I mean, I obviously a lot remains to be seen because this was just a beta. I have to see what the Paragon skill tree is like. Um, but yeah, that that type of if it's more of what we got here, um, let it's it's less the speed i would want but you know yeah that yeah variety is the spice of life so right you know let's let's transition to um we're making a lot of comparisons let's talk about like the items um so in and, and again guys i apologize if you haven't played path of exile this is just the easiest connection uh for us to make so sorry i'm sorry for being um so long-winded about hitting path of exile over and over again yeah. but it's like diablo's coke path of exile's pepsi so it's just right you know yeah um let's talk items so diablo 4 has um a little bit of a different item system than previous diablo games whereas previous previous diablo games we had normal magic rare um and then legendary or uniques and we, i'm just going to use those interchangeably for past games this game has normal magic rare legendary items which are rares that have a special ability on them um and then uniques which are uniques are those um legendaries or uniques from previous games and they're similar to uniques from path of exile um playing the game picking up items how did you like the loot system I'm going to probably have to lean more on you for this because since I didn't get to play it as much, I didn't really like get like I didn't do any of the crafting. I didn't really get to experience much nuance with the items at all. Like I just like if I if I pick something up and it was better, I, I put that on, you know, like I never yeah. did the I, I guess crafting is a fair word to use. I don't know if they have if there's like a specific word where like you they call it crafting, but it's there's nothing that interesting yet okay um in it like i know how you could um and i might not be using the right terminology here but like with a legendary you could like take off the the right. affix right and then like put it in something else like i never right. did any of that i didn't have time to really get into that um so i i feel like i don't really have too much to say here because of that um but i mean i'm, I'm interested i think it could be um it could be a fun system. It's obviously not as, as again, deeper complex as path of exile, but honestly, that's where path of exile gets real deep with like the amount of crafting and stuff you can do. So, you know, I, I haven't even gotten too much into it on path of exile. So a, a little bit of a simpler system might be kind of nice. Um, but again, I don't even really know how it works. Like if I extracted something in D4, do I then like 
have that ability forever that I could put in anything I want to. It's, it's an actual item in your inventory. Like okay. the so it's like a one use thing. Right. Oh, but then yeah. could you just extract it again if you wanted no. to? Okay. No. Yeah. Interesting. And the, and the reason you'd extract it would be you want to put it on another rare with better, better affixes or better roles. Um, and also the affix, affix itself has a random range. Um, so like one legendary power, speaking back to frozen orb, you know, your frozen orb does a hundred percent more damage, like 50, we'll say 50% to a hundred percent more damage. And you have a roll that's like 98%. So it's really good. Yeah. And almost twice as good as the 50% roll. Well, the game itself will let you add affixes like frozen orb at like the minimum value, like 50%, but finding like the 98% okay. out in the wild, you would be more inclined to, okay, let me pull this out and put it on a really good rare that I have. I, with that, and I'm again, I don't know the nuances, but then I've, I'm the type of person that would then like never use that because I'd be like, I'm going to find something better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I wonder how that's going to work. Like, are you yeah, going to no, wait it's... until you're level a hundred to use any of your good things? Just. Yeah. Some of them, some of the affixes scale, like it's, they scale like as you level. So there's like a lot of times there's not a real incentive to hold it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, and it's different from path of exile because in path of exile, the items you use, and this is a bit of a confusion for people who haven't played Path of Exile, the items you use to craft are also currency items that you trade with. Um, and so it'd be kind of like if you had gold in Diablo and creating an item just cost pure gold um, rather than like this aspect item you're going to hold on to. Mm. Um, then again, there are items in Path of Exile that are extremely rare that add a very special affix and you do hold on to those until you're ready to use them or you trade them to someone else, which I don't know if in Diablo, if you're going to be able to trade those affixes or not. Um, they've been a bit skittish on being totally clear on their trading system. I'm a fan of like, just trade everything, no matter what. I know mm -hmm. they're looking for more of like a middle of the road. Some things are tradable. Some things are not kind of deal. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll be curious to see how that exactly lands. But even if it does scale with you, there would still be some incentive to hold it in that you want to wait till you find like yeah. your best in slot item, as it were. Yeah. Which I don't know how hard and fast that, and I'm sure nobody does at this point, but like how hard and fast that's going to be in terms of, oh, this is what you're, these, this is exactly the item you want to look for. Or if it's going to be more RNG, like, oh, you happen to find this chess piece with these affixes on it. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be you're going to try to buy, get enough currency to buy on the trade market, a rare that is as close to like the God roll you want yeah. uh, to put the affix on. Um, so something like that. The other thing that I thought was interesting was um, people were pretty uh, whelmed by, which I think is fair, by the itemization in terms of affix as being interesting or not. Mm -hmm. Um I think Blizzard's in kind of a weird place because kind of like what you mentioned, like you put on an item, I'm guessing you saw like the green arrow going up and you were like, yeah, I'll put that on. Mm -hmm. um, is that accurate or? Well, I noticed that it didn't really always make sense, but I figured that was because it was like a beta and it was like a bug. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense because um, the way that they've done it in their game is um, your attack power, which is your offensive stat is based off of your weapon DPS and your your class's main stat, which for a sorcerer was intellect or intelligence, excuse me. Right. So if you find an item that add that has an affix that's like plus 20 intelligence versus the item you're using, it's going to tell you that the 20 intelligence items is going to go up, you know, 20 green number or whatever. Now the interesting thing is the if the item you're using you do 15% more cold damage or you do 30% more cold damage um, or more crit damage or whatever, that item could actually be much better mm -hmm. than the item with the intelligence roll 
but the game will tell you the intelligence rolls better because it does the green arrow with it because that's yeah. what adds your attack power. So like the nuance of that was very weird to me. Um, and I'm not sure why they did it that way. But on the same token, I do like that there's a little bit of complexity uh, compared to Diablo 3, which was just like, you know, green number go up, zug zug, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So because for me, it's a little bit of fun to be like, oh, yeah, like what is better? And right. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was doing the same thing. I I quickly realized I couldn't trust that green number. So, and not that I even knew like how the stats worked to really know what I was talking about. But yeah, each time I would look at each individual thing and be like, okay, well, even though this says it's better, I'm going to keep what I have. Um, but I honestly assumed that was just because it was a beta and it hadn't been fleshed out yet. So hopefully, if it pu- if it gets pushed out that way, I feel like that's something they should change or at least yeah, make more clear. Yeah. The other thing I'm going to withhold judgment on are like the pool of affixes, which I'm referring to the things that can get on your item. And there were many people when I talk about being whelmed or even underwhelmed that were like, these affixes are pretty not interesting. Uh, It's a little bit less of a criticism from me only because, and I don't know if they'll do it this way or not in path of exile, the best, best affixes are, level restricted so like and that's part of the way to incentivize you to keep playing higher level content in that a level 60 zone can drop better affixes compared to and i don't even mean just better roles like certain affixes will not be on an item if you're beneath a certain level Mm -hmm. so the fact is this beta was up to level 25 well in path of exile if you go up to level 25 you're maybe in act three i guess um, or in or act two ish. Um, there's not a lot of really compelling affixes. Like it's, yeah. it's, it'd be weird to compare, to make an analysis about the itemization of the game based on, you know, middle end of act two of path of exile. So right. I'm withholding judgment there with the small shred of hope that like path of exile, as you get farther into the game, there'll be more interesting affixes. But if this is the current version and people who've played the end game beta can confirm that, these are the affixes. Um, I think that would be extremely disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I would tend to agree with you, but with the caveat, like I've already mentioned, I didn't even really dive into the item crafting that much. So like, I didn't even really see that much, but it, I would hope that there was more to be discovered, Um, which you may or may not know this, but in the Paragon tree, are there new skills? Or is it just uh, bonuses and buffs in other forms? Um, yeah, I was reading through it earlier. Um, hang on, let me there's see. There's got to be can... more skills, right? I mean, there's the there's the glyphs that you can put into the paragons that like affect your um your skills in some way. But I don't think there's more skills. Really? Because there's yeah. not that many then. And again, I've only seen Sorceress. So, you know, I haven't seen anyone else's tree. Yeah, I'm just looking here to see if I can pull it up. Um, also, yeah, no. Um, for every five strength purchase within range, you deal increased damage while using an axe. Um, or for every five intelligence purchased within range, you deal more damage while fortified. Um, so really not the, the thing I like about Path of Exile is um how there's always interesting trade-offs. Like I think of Resolute Technique, which mm-hmm. Path of Exile uses accuracy where you can miss an attack, but more accuracy you you miss less. Yeah. Um there's a keystone called Resolute Technique where um, it reads, you will, ne- you never miss, but you also can't deal critical strikes. Yeah. So there's just, there's this give and take. That's really interesting. I think just do more damage is pretty boring. Um, yeah. Agreed. There's not much thought into it other than just like, okay, more damage click. I think it'd be better in blizzard's case if they had in the Paragon board, um, you know, Every hit is vulnerable, but you do half damage to it. 
Yeah. Um, and so now it's like, oh, this is more of like a support role where I can always apply vulnerable, uh, but it's up to my teammates to do damage. Like, and that's just, that was a literal off the top of my head example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm reserving judgment because it's not out yet. haven't seen it, but I hope that there's more to it than that or else what's like, what even makes the choices interesting? You know, you're just, right. if it's just, you know, deal more damage in this situation, you're always going to go like, there's not really going to be interesting choice. There's going to be like a best thing to do and everyone's just going to do that. Right. And I think that's one of the benefits of when there are trade-offs is you there's there's hundreds of builds now right. we're I'm, I'm being a little probably too kind in that i say hundreds of builds there's a very narrow niche that are actually able to do what is referred to as like pinnacle content like the highest level of stuff yeah um but however even the i think even the illusion of endless choices is more exciting than just yeah click more damage right <laughs> So, and I, I have to say, I have to be honest, I'm about 80, 20 thinking this is probably what it will be for Diablo, uh, which I think is pretty disappointing, but again, maybe that's, that's the niche they're going for maybe. Yeah. So. Which, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if they are going for the more, again, call of duty version, then that would make sense. Um, but yeah. And again, I only played Sorceress and I really only played one build of Sorceress, but my expectation was that in the Paragon, like I was, I was a frost sorceress. My expectation was that in the Paragon tree, there would be even newer frost spells and new things to try. But if there's not, then like even just having done act one, I pretty much have fully felt what that class is going to be capable of. I think that's somewhat fair. I do know they are leveraging unique items pretty heavily in that they've Mm. called, They've called unique items build defining and that in a typical season, you'll find only a few. Okay. Do we have any examples of like what a unique might do? Yeah. I'll, let me grab like a sorcerer because similar to other games, you have like general uniques and then you have ones that are specific to, um, sorcerer. Um, can you wear more than one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I believe so. Um, enemies that die while frozen unleash a frost nova. Um, and it adds uh, a percent to frozen duration also. So that's kind of interesting. Doesn't really change your play style, but it makes you go into like a uh, into yeah. a uh, full cold build. Um, let me see what other sorcerer ones are on here. Um, After using teleport, enemies that are in close enemies will be pulled into you and stunned for three seconds. Uh, but your teleport cooldowns increase by twenty percent. You still really aren't that trade off esque, though. Yeah. You leave behind a trail of frost that chills enemies, and you deal more damage to chilled enemies. That's cool. Okay. So again, we'll ha- we'll have to see, but I am glad that those the uniques can add like some some flair as it were yeah Um, every third cast of fireball launches two additional projectiles so yeah i mean it's interesting yeah and i wonder yeah it could be cool especially if if you can like wear multiple maybe like what kind of cool combos you could get going or or something um right so yeah um Again, it's obviously not going to be as deep as Path of Exile, and you know, again, right. that's that's fine. Um, but you know, I I hope it it hope I hope there's more to experience, as it were, than than just yeah. what I got in Act One, which ob- obviously there is, but to that specific, um, yeah. I do mechanic. think I do think tempering expectations in that when destiny came out i very much expected something very different um because mm-hmm. i think yeah. at like an e3 demo they were like 
anywhere you see, you can go. And that's even to this day, a decade <laughs> later is not the case for destiny. Uh, but destiny, destiny has only time as time has gotten on, has added quite a bit of content that you can do. Um, but compared to the first version, there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of room for, for creativity and for new things. So I do think it's worth it to give a nod to Blizzard in that hopefully they reinvest Battle Pass money into continuing to develop the game, similar to WoW. Um, now, unfortunately, we've had periods of WoW where it's been like, hey, we pay $15 a month plus an expansion. Like, why is there such little content? Like, where's the money going? You know, while Blizzard's reporting record-breaking profits, like what's happening? Um, though I will say right now, current retail version is getting pretty good, consistent updates. Um, all that to say, I yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be exciting to see what new stuff they add, and I do think they need to, as they straddle like middle of the road, I think it's worth leaning into complexity um, a little bit more. Um, cause Diablo two was a complex game. There was a lot of nuance to it. Yeah. Um, so which, yeah. And yeah, to be fair, even if, even if these systems are exactly like, like what, if they just stay the same, they could add this complexity in other ways. Like, um, like what, not runes. Well, runes, I guess are one example, but that's not what I was meaning to say, but like runes from Diablo two or they not- said they're going to add that at some point. Okay. I don't know if the game needs it, so to speak, but they, they said they're still working on it and so, sets, item sets too. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Uh, I want to keep saying oh, totems, but that's not what they were called. Uh, from D2, you would hold them and they would do stuff. Uh, oh, charms. 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 Yeah. So I yeah. wonder if, if that, yeah. if, you know, a lot of things could come down the pipeline that would, um, add depth and complexity. So, yeah, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be cooked into the the base mechanics by any means. Yeah, um, right. Um, this is kind of unrelated, but I don't want to forget. There, there are five classes in the beta. Right. Are there going to be any more at launch? These okay. are the five. Obviously, they're going to do expansions, and I guess that's probably when they'll release another one. But I'm trying. So, where's what are we miss? There's no paladin. Right. I think that's maybe the easiest next step for them no paladin and no crusader from diablo 3 okay and then i didn't play rogue but rogue seemed to be kind of a combination between amazon and assassin is that about right yeah i would say demon hunter from diablo 3 there's quite a bit of flavor there um there was a rogue in diablo 1 i mean that's i think -hmm. what the class is giving its nod to um but yeah, I mean, I still think there could be like a more deliberate um, ranged class um, since it can use a bow, but also use daggers or swords. Um, yeah, there's still room, though, I think, for like an Amazon explicit yeah. type of class. But Amazon was one of my faves, um, mm-hmm. which, again, I didn't play Rogue. So for all I know, the play style, if you choose to go bows on rogues, rogues is similar. But uh, if not, I hope they do add an Amazon-esque class. Yeah, Rogue feels really good, but I only played it as melee, so I'm not sure what what ranged feels like. Um, Barbarian feels very Barbarian-esque. Uh, Necromancer feels like a Necromancer. Every class like leans into its identity really well. Um, even Druid, which I think, despite being very underpowered, um, has a really nice class fantasy to it. Um, and I think every class feels individualized um, compared to Diablo three, I didn't quite feel that with each class, even though they did all play differently. It just didn't seem to have, it just didn't ping for me like the individuality of each class, I guess. Yeah. So, but, um, um another criticism, um, and I feel, I feel, I feel like we're harping on a lot of negatives here as someone who really liked the beta. Um, the UI is very strange. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, and I, and let me say this as like a caveat. I think maybe I'll even just say this first. 
I do think it feels like people really want to hate this game in that reading some of the comments on Reddit, um, there are some very emotional people who are extremely angry about things that I feel like really aren't that big of a deal. Um, And I say that only in the sense of like people who are speaking in hyperbole, um, you know, how could Blizzard let this happen? Like almost like it's the end of the world, I guess. And it's like, I kind of see why they did it. Um, That's Reddit. Yeah, that's definitely Reddit for sure. But, but I will say though, um, the UI is not, I would say for a game for Blizzard having so much polish, the UI is pretty bad. The, there's no overlay map, which we've talked about over text. It's kind of an iconic piece of, um, an ARPG, but beyond that, the itemization, um, I don't know what to call it. Tooltip, like the description of items. Yeah is very poorly organized in that I found myself, because I played a few classes, I played Necromancer and uh, Sorcerer to 25 plus. Like I got to 25 and then I just farmed for you know a few hours each to see what I could find. And I would get like an entire inventory full of items. And it took a while to like, almost to the point where I was like, I'm just not gonna pick anything up anymore. Cause it was very exhausting to like, there's no like form or function. Whereas like in another game, you might have like a hierarchy, like the most valuable affix is always at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example would be like using my previous example of like plus 20 intelligence. I think with like a good UI, like pure stat bonuses would always be like at the bottom. Um, but in this case, it might be the first affix. It might be the fourth affix. It might be the last affix. It's yeah. all very jumbled. And that causes a very difficult and slow reading experience for a game that you just want to get back out there and kill monsters. Yep. For sure. I, I, I too thought parts of the UI were clunky. I was, that's one of the things though, that I was just going to write off and say it's a beta, but I mean, that might not be something they even have on their docket to adjust, but hopefully they would. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially, I mean the map, I just can't even believe that they did that. Yeah. With the, you okay. So you can overlay the map, but then you can't move while it's up. Yeah, and it's not right. uh it's not transparent. Um, you can't move and you can't click you can't interact with anything off the map while the map's up. I just I literally cannot even fathom why they decided to do that. Like I like almost to the point where like this has to be an oversight, right? Like this isn't what they plan on launching with. Um I think I know in Path of Exile, um again, uh the lead developer has talked about how they're sensitive to how the game looks in a Twitch YouTube oriented time Mm -hmm. and that they dislike how the overlay map can interrupt like the aesthetic of how the game looks Um, to the point where they totally redid the overlay map. I think it looks fine now, but that has been a concern for those developers. And so I could see Blizzard having similar thoughts is um, as a nod to the UI, it's a very, I like that the screen isn't overly cluttered. Like when I'm in the world, I have my globes, I have my skills, and there's pretty much nothing else there for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can only assume maybe that's why they did that. But it's such a functional, intrinsic piece of an ARPG. It's definitely weird that it's not there. And maybe it is just like a old habits die hard. Like maybe, you know, it was that way. It was, it's been that way in every ARPG I've ever played. So it's like hardwired yeah. into me. Um, but I do. And so maybe I can get used to it not being that way, but I do understand, uh, like the devs you were just referring to kind of not liking that because even though I do want it, it is kind of like, it's basically always on when I play an ARPG. Like I like always have that map overlay on, um, which does like, it is kind of ugly for lack of a better word. Like it would be cooler to like see the actual, uh, not that you can't see it, but you know, have a yeah. unobscured view. Um, but you know, I don't know if this has to do with my terrible sense of real life direction or not. But like, I need that map <laughs> up at all times. So the I don't really also, know what the the solution yeah. there is. But I, I mean, maybe if the map in the corner could have a little bit more like modification to it, which I don't know what the answer is. But yeah, like you can't pin on. I mean, you can do a pin like a waypoint pin, but you can't like mark things on the map or. 
Um, it's very sterile, I guess. And so there's just not a lot to do with it. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then also related to the UI opening up the skill tree, I, it bothers me that I can't like zoom all the way out. I don't know if you noticed that, but like you're looking at a section and you Mm -hmm. can only like zoom out to an extent and then you have to scroll and like move the tree. And then if I want to look back at a, at a skill point, I have to scroll all the way back up. Like I, sometimes I just want to see the whole tree. Right. Um, yeah. And so that's another thing that I think is just another UI issue that needs to be worked on. So, yeah. And I didn't, I, in that same vein, you like couldn't open your quest log unless you were open the map first. Is that right? It was something like that. And I kept like fumbling buttons. Like I was like, which freaking button opens yeah, this I kept, thing? I took a lot <laughs> of accidental like, potions cause I was. Yeah. Uh, oh Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but those are all yeah. like really easy fixes. So, like I'm not even like True. complaining about those things, but yeah, I definitely noticed it. And then I meant to ask you this back when we were playing, um, and I forgot to, but I feel like your UI looked different than mine. Like, I feel like yours was like smaller and to the side or something. Like you that. can set it to be in the corner, which I did versus in the middle. Okay. I think I, I didn't know that. And I, I think I would have preferred it to do that. Yeah. So at least they give you that option. Um, yeah. So yeah, there is some, yeah, some variations there you can affect. Um, there's something else I was going to talk about, but I remember what it was. Uh, is there any way, did you ever try with the controller? I didn't. I know with D2R, the controller felt awesome. I have no idea what this one. A friend of mine played it on controller and he said he really enjoyed it, but yeah, I, I can't comment. I don't know. Okay. I, I didn't either. So I can't comment either, but I'm wondering, well, Controller aside, the little the skill bar you have, um, what is it? Is it one to five, and then left and right click? Is that? I think it's one, one to four. four. Can you right get click. more? I don't think so. Which I guess my initial thought was, man, I hope you can get more. But maybe, I mean, if if the Paragon tree doesn't have anything new, I guess maybe you don't necessarily need more. But I know that once I got my my ultimate, I I didn't have enough room for everything. And like I said, I was pure frost. So like if I was, if I had a, a fire skill as well, like I don't know how they expect me to, to use all my abilities if I can't bind them all. Yeah, there was something. And I, again, this, I'm going to be try a little bit more gingerly here just because again, I saw it's just funny, like how strongly opinionated people are. Um, I've seen some people really mad about this and I've seen some people really heavily defending like, you know, it forces you to make choices. Um, I know for me as someone like when I'm playing it, it was a bit odd getting the quote ultimates because they didn't feel very ultimate to me. In fact, on all of my characters, I ended up running, I think with almost all of them, I didn't even pick up the ultimate because it was like, why would I use a skill slot here for something that, I'm just not going to use, especially on Necromancer. Necromancer, you have left and right click. You have four skill buttons. Well, one of those skill buttons is, is raise skeletons. Another one's raise golem. So you only have two, two skill buttons. So it's like, yeah, why am I going to burn an, a slot for an ultimate? I think, I think maybe Blizzard should have called it something different than an ultimate because that's used in games to be like, you're building up to this big ability, which you are, but it, it's weird. Yeah, they were. People aren't even putting it in their builds a, a lot of times. Yeah, the sorceress ones were kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I liked the snake. That's pretty much it. <laughs> the fire snake. That yeah, yeah, cool. that, that was cool. I wish it was like. Even then, it was just like a stationary thing, right? Like I was when I yeah. first read it, I was like hoping it would like follow me on the screen and stuff. Yeah, um, that's cool. Um, but yeah, but it's 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 a lot to hold on to for 60 seconds, I guess. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, you want to mash your buttons. You want to, I mean, I guess it could create for, it could create some like interesting scenarios. Like maybe they've designed it around like their nightmare dungeons, knowing that, um, you know, you'll, it's like, wow. Like you save lust for, or heroism for like a big encounter Yeah. or in retail, like a big pole, maybe it'll be something similar, I guess. Um, I'm not really sure, but that that being said, I did enjoy. I never, unfortunately, got. I never saw the butcher. Which for the, I'm, I'm assuming if you're watching this video, especially if you've made it an hour in, you know what I'm talking about. So I guess I won't explain it. But I never saw the butcher, and I never did. Shava is that her name? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't even see those. But just to the, like the little 
mini bosses in the act one boss. I thought the mechanics were pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And maybe this is something worth leaning into. Um, it would be nice. So comparing it to another game, Lost Ark, where um, boss fights are much more mechanical um, compared to Diablo 3, where you don't really think much about the Rift Guardian or boss that you're fighting. In Diablo, or excuse me, in Diablo 4, we did see some interesting mechanics and, um, or excuse me, there's opportunity there for interesting mechanics. The world boss had some, had a rotation of abilities, but especially in Lost Ark, you just kind of have to learn the boss and like read its tells, I guess. So I think there's some interesting design space they could play in there just to create intriguing bosses. And it's also probably worth mentioning that this game feels MMO-esque in that it, yeah, pulls, it, it pulls quite a bit from Lost Ark. If you played Lost Ark heavily, um, the things that maybe felt awkward to you, uh, or excuse me, if you haven't played Lost Ark, the MMO things that maybe felt a little bit awkward are very similar to Lost Ark. Um, even down to the titles, like the two titles you can pick mm. as you unlock titles, that's almost extremely deliberately ripped from Lost Ark. Um, so, which yeah. I don't know how you felt about that, but I've seen some complaints like, can I turn off running into players? Like, I didn't feel any type of way about it, really. Um, I am curious how it works, though. Because I, I'd like to, I guess, peer behind the curtain a little bit to understand, mm-hmm. like, because you can have. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can have four people. Like, if I if I had three friends, I could invite right. them and we could all play together as a as a foursome. But not any more than that, right? You can't have a bigger group than that, but you could run into more people. Than okay, that. so yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, if if I was in a party of four would we still see other people in the world? You're saying yes. And then if you're, I wonder with that being the case, why you can't have more than four. I'm just curious how, how the, the open worldness of it works. And Mm -hmm. you already briefly touched on trading. We don't really know what that's going to look like yet, but I'm interested in that. And um, yeah, I just, I'm curious, but no, I, from what I saw, it definitely gave me kind of MMO vibes, uh, which I thought was cool. Um, Yeah. But I, with that being the case, and I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. It's not like I have 30 friends that are going to be playing it, but it would be cool to to be able to have a bigger group. Yeah, or um, like a raid, like there yeah, was in Lost Ark. Yeah, because um, I didn't do, again, a Shava or whatever, but I know you did. There were more than four people there, right? I think there was up to 12 there, but you couldn't see, you couldn't see like a nameplate, like a group thing for those 12. Mm-hmm. You'd see them on the screen, but... Um, yeah, so I think world bosses can have up to 12, but it'd be cool if you could have instanced raid content like Lost Ark, um, which Lost Ark does, I think, up to eight, I think. Um, so I feel like that's just kind of the next natural step yeah. is, you know, creating some pinnacle content around that. But. Yeah, I would, I would hope that if, if that was the case, even if you can't like normally play the game with more than four, you could go in with your desired 12 for something like right. that, because that would be right. fun. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I I got to get on the road. Actually, um, what do you have any final thoughts or any other things you want to talk about? Um, my uh, my final two cents is I, I feel like we did give a lot of criticisms, and I, I don't really I don't want this to have come off as as, as I hated it because I didn't. I had fun. Um, and my my really only not to retread here. My really only hesitation of of not saying I'm definitely going to buy this game and play it is the monetary aspect. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'll be playing this day one. Uh, I know you are, and I know uh, some of my other friends are, so I'll definitely have the benefit of the doubt of, of, I don't know. I might cave it and buy it before it comes out still, but at the very <laughs> least I'll wait and see what you guys say and yeah. then maybe dive in. Uh, Cause I had fun with it. Um, but my only hesitancy is if since, if the depth's not there, which some of it remains to be seen, um, I just don't know if it's going to be worth that that investment when I can just go play Poe for free. Right. Um, right. So what, yeah, what about I'm, you? I'm definitely going to play it. Uh, I'm definitely excited about it. I, I did have a great time in the beta. Um, I think we're so invested in this genre that we definitely have like a little bit more of like a, 
um, critical eye towards it or an eye of like picking up things that we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to try it, um, and see if I enjoy it. I don't know. I obviously can't say today, like, this is like my next big game to like throw myself into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to play it and enjoy it. And I love to hear what you guys think too. Like, what did you guys think about the beta? If you played it, are you going to, are you going to buy it? You know, what are you excited about? What are you not so excited about? Um, because like I said, this is the first time we've actually talked about a game on the channel. So yeah. Uh, it, if you <laughs> are playing it, you know, drop your uh, battle tag down below. Cause, uh... Or put it in the Discord if you don't want it on oh, yeah. YouTube. You can join the Discord, put it in the Discord, and um, we'll get uh, we'll get something together. Um, so I always like to do like a set of challenges uh, for people who are playing. We just did it for beta. We'll do it for like season one as well. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's something that I would love to even expand upon further. The Discord, I mean, um, you know, join the Discord. We have we have good combos in there, but it would be fun to get like a little a little gaming niche of the Discord where, you know, even right. if it's not Diablo 4, maybe we could get some peeps from the community gaming together. So, right. um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you later. Bye, y'all. See ya.